0: Podcast Help Desk number 28 for November 3rd, 2014. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters, along with talking about some news. This is not to say the why and how of podcasting isn't important, and we'll cover that too. There are other podcasts that cover it, Way better than I do. But as they say, content is king. So if you have something to say, start a podcast. To keep your podcast running smoothly and to get it out to your audience, take some tech. That's what I'm here for. I'll try to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less English. Main audience for this podcast is those of you who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website more reliable RSS feed, or just a more streamlined workflow. Also, those of you thinking of starting a podcast and don't want to make all the mistakes that those of us have been doing it for a while have made, I'll help you avoid those along with some spammy and scammy and downright bad services that have been out there and that will come out in the future. I've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Podcast Help Desk is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network, over at techpodcast.com. If it's tech, it's here. So let's get started. You might have noticed I changed the intro a bit, and that was kind of a lousy read of it, but uh, hey, we'll get that smoothed out. And I don't have any music, uh, at least not at the intro here. I'll probably have it at the end, uh, just uh, to keep things somewhat the same. But during all these unscheduled breaks, I've had time to think about and tweak my content a little bit and figure out my place in the world of podcasts about podcasting. So we're going to mix it up a little bit today. I've got uh, some news. I've got uh, some other uh, interesting stuff about uh, podcasting uh, the uh, loudness standards that some are trying to impose. Not impose, but to, to get adopted. I shouldn't say impose because I think that's a good idea. I'm going to talk a little bit about PowerPress 6. I'm going to talk about a little bit of audio processing. That, uh a new service I'm trying out, so you're going to have to let me know how this sounds. And I'm going to climb up on the soapbox a little bit. So And a few more things. Got a few questions there at the end. So, let's get uh, going here. Uh, some sad news to start out, and uh, I'll let uh, I'll let NPR announce it. One of public radio's most popular personalities, and a great guy, Tom Magliazzi, has died. Tom and his brother Ray became famous as Click and Clack the Tappet Brothers on the weekly NPR show, Car Talk. They bantered, told jokes, laughed, and sometimes even gave pretty good advice to listeners who called in with their car troubles. Tom Agliacci died this morning of complications from Alzheimer's. He was 77 years old. And that kind of explains uh, why they retired a couple of years ago. And you might be wondering why I'm mentioning that as a podcasting news. Well, they were podcasted, and they're still podcasted. They've been uh, running the show since uh, the two of them retired. for about the last two years although they never made any big announcement and most of the time you wouldn't ever know it uh, because they've spliced together calls and things uh, from you know their 30 or so years on the air and and a lot of that stuff's timeless and uh, if you uh, go over to the link I'll have in the show notes under that story uh, you can listen to the whole NPR report but uh, they do plan on uh, keeping it going so uh, that's a good thing kind of a tribute to Tom uh, Ray the other brother uh, is 12 years younger and and uh, wanted to keep it going so uh, that's a good thing and I, I i listened to tom and ray probably since just about the time they started and and enjoy it I, you know i'm into uh, i'm into cars uh, along with uh, broadcasting and podcasting and what the hell <laughs> so, anyway uh, sorry to see him go, but uh, that does explain uh, the uh, sudden and unannounced retirement a couple years ago. See, uh, other news, unless you, uh, as I said last episode, if unless you were living under a rock, you've heard this. If you were into podcasting, Stitcher got out, but got bought out by Deezer. And what is Deezer? Well, Deezer is kind of the. Well, I guess it would be the. Uh, I don't know, Pandora slash, uh, what's the other one? And I got it. I got it on my Mac and I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, Spotify. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's a music service overseas. Mostly it's not been in the United States yet. So a lot of us here haven't heard about it. If you're elsewhere, you might've heard about Deezer, but could be a good thing. Uh, Deezer, uh, does high-quality streaming, which uh, Stitcher tends to downsample sample the, the podcast. And I don't think they're going to change anything, at least right off the bat over there. But uh, Stitcher was kind of running out of money, was what the rumor said. And they had their uh, A and B round of, of uh, financing from in- investors. And, you know, chances are they weren't profitable. Or if they were, they weren't that profitable. And... Uh, Rather than go for some more funding and uh, try to keep going that way, they decided to uh, to sell, and more than likely the investors decided to sell, which is fine. And hopefully they they keep Stitcher around. It's a it's a good app. Although I wonder about the business model with uh, all this capped bandwidth. Although if you've noticed lately, all the the cell uh, companies, at least here in the states, are are getting a little more lenient with their their bandwidth. Uh, they just uh, bumped my bandwidth up on Verizon from whatever it was to to double that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a, a free bump. I just had to go over there and push a few buttons on their voicemail system. That's how they preferred it, rather than talking to somebody or walking into the store. But anyway. Stitcher is now owned by Deezer, or will be as soon as all the regulations and regulators get done with them. And uh, hopefully that'll uh, keep them around and uh, maybe uh, improve the audio quality some. That'd be good. Don't know uh, really how that's going to affect us too much. And here's another one that isn't quite in the podcasting uh, genre as far as a news story, but iOS 8 is out. Wait a minute. No, iOS 8.01 is out. Oops, no, shouldn't have put that one out. iOS 8.02 is out. No, that's not out anymore either. iOS eight point one is out. There we go. Finally caught up. That's what happens when you take a month off. Anyway, the, the, the gist of all that is uh, now the podcasts app on iTunes o s on ipads iphones and iPod touch and, and all other i thingies that may come out in the future we'll have the podcast app there so uh, we're getting a little extra exposure if it's nothing more than people googling to find out how to remove this podcast app but <laughs> anyway hopefully it'll bring in some new listeners and uh, some new exposure to the to the genre uh, also Yosemite for Mac is out so it's been a pretty uh Big month for Apple fans out there. Uh, Yosemite's just the, the newest version of the Mac operating system, in case you're not into Macintosh or Apple. Uh, I kind of tend to be an Apple fan. I wouldn't say an Apple fan boy. I've also got uh, Android devices and, and uh, even got a Windows machine here somewhere, and I got a Chromebook right over here to my right. You can see it. Oh, no, you can't see it. This is audio. Anyway. And now back into the podcasting world. Uh, My friend Dave Jackson was named the director of podcasting for the New Media Expo. That's another one of those. Unless you've been under a rock, you've heard about that. But anyway, it should be good. Congrats to uh, Dave. He'll do a very good job, I'm sure, at NMX this year. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, The conference will be for many reasons. uh, you know. But top of my list is because Dave's selecting the speakers. And uh, that means it's going to be the bestest. So, uh, And it's going to be at NAB, which is kind of cool, because I always wanted to go to that show, so now I've got a reason. So hopefully I'll be there in April, and uh, if you're going to be there, we'll, uh, we'll all uh, get together, shake hands, and maybe uh, consume an adult beverage or a, a coffee or uh, or whatever, and uh, it should be a lot of fun and informative And another congratulations to another friend of mine, Todd Cochran. He just celebrated 10 years of podcasting. He had a nice write-up over on podcasternews.com. And, uh, yeah, Todd's been around since the uh, early, early, early time of podcasting. He wrote the first book about podcasting that, uh, sold somewhere around 50,000 copies, I think. And, uh. That was like way before uh, iTunes, uh, way before the iPhone, and uh, still people were excited about podcasting. There's been a lot of talk lately about, you know, podcasts, podcasting's comeback. Well, it hasn't really gone away. It didn't grow super rapidly, and uh, I got some more thoughts on that a little later in the show. Uh, some of the reasons why there's all the hype around it. But uh, podcasting, you know, it didn't grow really fast for a few years, but it was still growing and growing and growing. And so, anyway, enough of that. Congratulations to Todd and Geek News Central for uh, 10 years of podcasting. He's coming up on Show 1000 here uh, shortly also. I think he's probably eight or nine episodes away, so that's probably a month or so. So that'll be a, a good celebration. And let's see another non-podcast related thing, but sort of because Gmail—it's a Gmail—definitely is uh, used by a lot of podcasters because uh, they don't want to use their primary email, or Gmail is their primary email, you know, for their show contact information. So if you're a podcaster and you have Gmail, there's a new thing out there called Inbox by Gmail. It's an app for both iOS and Android. So there's a web interface to it. That's at inbox.google.com, I believe, or google.com slash inbox. I think either one will get you there. But it's invite only. And I have one invite. So if you want an invite, be the first one to send me some voicemail. But send me some voicemail uh, that I can use on the show, not just hey, I want the invite. So you know, just be creative make make me some uh, voicemail and in the first first one to uh, reach my inbox I'll send you an invitation to inbox by gmail and in the uh, voicemail please uh, let me know what your uh, gmail address is since uh, that's where I got to send the invite okay uh, let's get on with some uh, technical geekery. This is probably a little over my head, too, but something uh, that a lot of people are advocating, like I said uh, earlier, the new loudness standard for podcasting. And they're using a new, or at least relatively new, uh, uh, what do you call it, measurement of loudness. You know, a lot of times, uh, the way I learned it, it was, uh, you know, you wanted to be You wanted to record it somewhere around negative 12 to negative 6 dB, you know, peaking out about there, and then uh, bump it up in post-processing. And that usually renders a fairly clean and whatever. And you want to keep your peaks after uh, bumping it up to uh, somewhere around minus 1 to minus 3 dB. Well, this is a different one. It's called LUFS, L-U-F-S. And according to Wikipedia, uh, it used to be called LKFS, whatever that means, uh, loudness K-weighted relative to full scale. That doesn't mean nothing to me, but uh, that's what it is. Anyway, loudness units relative to full scale is what LUFS means. And the standard that everybody's been coming up with for online audio and podcasts is minus sixteen luffs. <laughs> so how do you do that? Well, I'm not sure. And there's a whole uh, uh, I clipped the uh, Wikipedia article in the show notes there. So, so uh, that's basically uh, you know what it is. But uh, it's just another way of measuring loudness. And loudness is you know not necessarily volume. It's kind of it's hard to explain. It's it's not really that important other than it's nice to have everything you know, level. You know, like when I'm playing clips, like I played that NPR clip, and then, you know, maybe I'll play a, a blueberry promo or or something else, you know, in the course of a show. Or if I have a co-host, you know, if they're on a different mic, which they should be because uh, sharing a mic is kind of lousy. And, and if you had a cold like me for the last month or so, can't kick it yet either i gotta i gotta keep hitting the cough button <laughs> still but anyway that's neither here nor there but if you got you know two different people on two different mics you know that one's going to be louder than the other and you know don't you hate that you you got your iphone or or whatever synced to your uh car radio and you're driving down the road listening to a podcast and the uh, one host is really low and the other host is really loud and you got to keep running the the volume knob up and down or they go into a, a, an ad or play some music and it blows your speakers out or or you can barely hear it. Well, that's what this loudness scale is part of it. I mean, you know, they're talking about peaks and there's also, you know, the amount of difference between the peaks and the and the lows uh, while there's still audio. Of course, when there's no lows or when there's nothing going on, it should be silent. and That's, I think we talked about that a few times with the the uh, gate that I'm using here, and uh, you could use, and you can also do it in software. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. So how do you do this? Well, there's a couple ways. Uh, Ray Ray Ortega over at the Podcaster's Studio and and what's the podca- podcast roundtable? I think he does a couple. No, he does a lot of others. But uh, anyway, those two. Uh, He's got uh, some sort of method to uh, do it in uh, Audition. I'm sure there'll be a plug-in for Audacity at some point to have loof meters and all that. But I'm going to choose a different way. At least I'm going to try. So I'm going to... This this show should be the first one that's at the standard. So... uh, let me know how that works out. But, uh, you know, back in the day, there was a program when, when we first started. Well, not first started, but it came out probably 2006. So, you know, not too far after the invention of podcasting. Uh, Conversations Network, uh, which was, uh, what was his name. I, I'm drawing blanks today on people's names, but uh, <laughs> Doug Kay. There we go. I knew it was going to come to me. Uh, Doug K. had the Conversations Network. He was amongst the first podcasters, I mean, probably the first one, two, three, four, you know, in that ballpark, but anyway, their company, uh, Gigavox, came up with the Levelator, and the Levelator was a very simple audio processing program, and you can still get it, I'll have the link, Uh, it's over on archive.org now, but uh, I'll have the link to it, and it's kind of neat, and it works good. Uh, you you record in Wave or AIFF. If you're not a Mac, you can do AIFF if you want, but uh, Wave works. And you uh, take that file, and you just literally start Levelator. You drop the file on the on the Levelator uh, program, and When it comes out the other side, it'll have your file name underscore output, and it's all levelated. And what that did was it went through and made the low stuff high and the high stuff lower and leveled everything out. Uh, It was kind of an advanced normalizing. And then uh, it also set it to a loudness standard, and I don't remember what that standard was, but there was no controls on it. You just turned it on, drop your stuff in it, and whatever came out so it came out and it and it worked really good and a lot of people used it and a lot of people still use it uh, i don't know i think I, i've kept my audio somewhat standard uh, <laughs> throughout the the run of this uh, podcast and so i, I don't know but uh, this like i said this one will be uh, with aphonic uh, it's over at com, and they do that it's an interesting service uh you can get two hours a month processed by them for free. And that's a really good deal, but hopefully you're doing more than two hours of content a month, so you'll want to bump up to their nine-hour service, which is what I'm going to sign up for if this all works out. And that's $11 a month. But Auphonic is really cool, and it's also another way of putting your art in your file. It's also another way of doing your id3 tags and all your you know quality uh processing it'll do other stuff too excuse me gotta hit the cough button there we go clear my throat anyway the uh, it does all kinds of neat stuff i uh i don't have it open right now but uh basically what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do my normal post-processing and then i'm gonna send it through a phonic and uh, just get it uh, tuned back to uh the 16 minus 16 loofs uh, standard. And, uh, I guess it does a little, little more dynamic processing. It, it's kind of cool and you can do a lot of tweaking, but, and, it, you know, if you're really a heavy user, you can do 21 hours for 23 bucks a month and so on. And no, I don't have a promo code for a or anything like that. It, it's something I'm just trying. So, uh, let me know if you hear any difference between uh, this episode and the last one. Uh, let me know uh, what you think. Did it, uh, did it help? Did it hurt? Uh, uh, what do you think? So, and they, They've got prices all the way up to infinity, so uh, and check it out. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go off on a soapbox here. I'm not going to go off the soapbox. I'm going to climb up onto the soapbox a little bit noticed a trend in podcasting and this is where the hype comes from you know podcasting is back the podcast renaissance and so on and so forth and there for a while you know podcast audio podcasting in particular didn't get a lot of press and didn't get a lot of talk and and a lot of you know just you didn't hear much about it although it was growing steadily i've been in it all along been in the business and been in the hobby of it and uh, you know, podcasts have been clicking along, but you heard a lot about video, a lot about video, and now a lot of the videos just moving to YouTube because it's simpler, cheaper, and uh, you know some you know some of the YouTube stars over there are making good money, and, and nothing wrong with that. And I'll be uh, playing around with YouTube some. I just never quite got into the the video thing. I mean, I can do it, but eh, anyway, but what's really making it take off now is internet marketers and uh, quote-unquote entrepreneurs. And I'm afraid my opinion of the word entrepreneur is is actually going to be sullied <laughs> by some of these people's tactics. And I'm not talking about all, you know. I, I know plenty of entrepreneurs. I know people that do podcasts about entrepreneurship and, and all that. And, and no, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the, you know, hype, 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 hype type people. For <laughs> what else to put it. But, uh, a helicopter flying over, you probably don't hear that. But anyway, you know, just like when uh, all the marketers found email, you know, email was great for the longest time, you, you know, when you heard that you've got mail, you know, you were excited because it was usually uh, something interesting or somebody that uh, you were communicating with and. And then, uh, then the marketers got into it, and, wow, you got spam. And now, you know, email's kind of a pain in the butt. Hey, go back to uh, where I was talking about inbox by Gmail. That solves that, by the way. It doesn't solve spam, but it makes it a whole lot easier to uh, triage your inbox. But anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, the, the, the You know, there are some possible good things of all these... Uh, Internet marketers and entrepreneurs getting into podcasting. And like I said, I'm not talking about the good guys. There are plenty of those out there. I'm talking about the the real spammy, scammy ones. Uh, But even them, you know, there's some good, you know, internet marketers and entrepreneurs are really good at getting the word out about things that they're excited about. And if they're excited about podcasting, well, then they're really good at getting the word out about podcasting. That could be good or bad. Uh, they, they are going to bring some money into the space. Uh, there's going to be a lot of entrepreneurs that are going to want to uh, just pay somebody to do all the techie stuff, and, and uh, you know, they'll do their content. And uh, that's good for those of us in the business. It can be good. I, you know. I, some of the support uh, questions I get from so-called entrepreneurs uh, sometimes get into the uh, minutiae, as I was talking about in previous episodes, you know, keep it simple. You know, it's a, it's definitely, uh, you know, certain things are just not worried, you know, not needed to be worried about. Is that right? I don't know. Like I said, mostly English. (laughs) Anyway, uh, a lot of things that, uh, a lot, a lot of other things about them or the other thing, (laughs) boy, English optional today. The other thing that may be good about it is they end up putting a lot of non-techie people into podcasting. And that, can be a good thing, and it could be a bad thing. And the bad. This is the good, bad, and ugly. The bad. They set everyone's expectations a little too high, and I have an example of that. Which I'm, you know, I, I've got it in my show notes. I was going to give you the name of the place, but I'm not going to. You'll, you'll be able to find it if you want. I'm just not going to give you the, the name of them. Uh, they're just too uh, too spammy, scammy for me. But uh, anyway, they they you know. You know, quit your job, uh, get thousands of leads and thousands of emails. You know, they're, the video for this, this uh, service is just over the top, spammy, scammy, you know, hype, hype, hype. It's, you know, it's too good to be true. And when it's too good to be true, it probably is. And even if it is true, it isn't worth it. So, and here's another bad thing. They put too many non-techie people a podcasting. And I know I listed that as a good one, but it's also a bad one. Because uh, when you get too many of the non-techie people in there, they fall for scams. Uh, like the one that I'm no longer going to mention. I made a command decision. Called an audible. <laughs> not audible, the book service, but audible. Anyway, you know what I mean. I'm not going to mention their name, but, uh, you know... It, they're going to put a lot of people into podcasting. And when they, when they realize that their spammy, scammy service or their blog talk radio or their, and I don't, you know, blog talk radio is not all bad. Don't get me wrong. But you know, when you try to move off of them and, and I'm pretty sure they're going to change hopefully, but you know, sites like that, that, uh, you know, trap you into their system. And I've got a really good article about that. I'm going to tell you about here in a little bit, but, Anyway, uh, the, the the thing about it is, you know, having all these non-technical people in podcasting can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. And the bad part of it is they're going to fall for these scams. The good part of it is those of us that uh, make our uh, living helping those who have made mistakes in podcasting, you know, might uh, get a little business out of it. Uh, hopefully it's, you know, Hopefully those of us that are doing this are ethical and uh, all that good stuff. But, and the ugly part of it is they inflate their download stats to advertisers or they inflate their download stats as what they call social proof. And I know Pat Flynn talks about social proof and he does it in a very ethical way, but there's a lot of people out there that don't. And what social proof is, is, Hey, you know, 5,000 people downloaded this episode. That means you should too. You know, it's the same reason there's counters on videos on YouTube. You know, if you see a YouTube video with 4 million views, chances are you're more likely to click on it than than a video in the same search with 10 views. But you know what? The one with 10 views might be good. It might not be. It might be garbage like the one that got 4 million views. (laughs) Who knows? But, you know, they just you know, if you inflate your stats, you tell an advertiser that, hey, you know, I've got 10,000 people listening to my podcast, and they pay you as if, you know, they're going to get exposed to 10,000 people, and you really only have 1,000 people, and they get results as if they advertise to 1,000 people, they're going to say, man, this podcasting stuff don't work, and they're going to screw it up for the rest of us that want to do advertising. You know, not everybody wants to do advertising that's great too, but that's, you know, one of the pitfalls of, of these, uh, you know, social proof slash, you know, they're inflating it to, to make more money. And I was listening to Dave Jackson and, uh, what's the other guy that does it? Anyway, the, uh, Saturday, uh, live show there, uh, geez, ask the podcast coach. See, I told you I'm drawing blanks today, but, uh, pressing on, <laughs> Anyway, ask the podcast coach. They were talking about you know, you know people that get into podcasting for the money. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But you know, do it ethically. You know, don't uh, you know, don't don't come out of the box, spammy and scammy. You know, it's just like the whole uh, let's get into new and notable on iTunes. When I started, iTunes wasn't even doing podcasting. So, you know, I did okay without new and notable. And the problem is if you get in new and notable too soon, you know, it takes, it takes a while to get get your uh, you know, first five podcasts, first ten podcasts, might not be all that great. You know, they get better as, as you go along, or at least they should. And, you know, if you get exposed in new and notable when you've only got five shows and they're, they're not, not your best work. What good is it? You know, people are going to like yeah, that's a new notable. Uh, oh, well, and they unsubscribe. And then when you're really good here, you know, say 20 shows down, you, you've got it all dialed in and you're you're clicking along, you're putting out great content, and, you know, then would be a good time to be a new and notable. It's not new and notable. It's actually new and or notable. So you don't have to be brand new to get new and notable. That's another fallacy, but that's not what we're talking about. But anyway, uh, and then things like the unmentioned service that uh, you're going to probably hear about and probably hear about it a lot, uh, but I'm not going to name them here, they claim way too much and claim it's easy. And as we know, podcasting isn't easy in the traditional sense. It's not hard, but you've got to learn some basic things. It's not much harder to do it the right way instead of getting sucked into a $300 piece of software that's supposed to do everything for you. Even if it does everything it says in the video, it ain't worth it. Just, uh, you know, another uh, podcast pioneer, Paul Culligan, one of his quotes is, if someone's telling you podcasting is hard, they're likely being paid by the hour. I agree with that sometimes. It's not exceedingly hard. It's just you you do have to have some tech, and that's just the way it is. But uh, I I still like the quote, and uh, hopefully if you do have to hire an expert, they're ethical. They don't charge you an arm and a leg to fix something that can be solved in a few minutes. And, you know, of course, I do some consulting, and I do it by the hour, but I charge less than most and uh, generally over-deliver. You know, if you pay me for an hour, and it takes an hour and 45 minutes. Chances are I'm not going to charge you that extra 45 minutes and we'll get you fixed up. That's the most important thing. So, and, of course, there are free ways to solve problems. One right here at Podcast Help Desk. Hey, send me, my, send me your questions. Okay, you might not get it instantly, but I'll answer your questions. You send them to me. And uh, if I don't answer, if I can't answer them, I will point you in the right direction. Or uh, whatever, but we'll, we'll we'll get you fixed up one way or the other. And the whole thing is about uh, ethical. You know, you just got to be ethical about stuff. There's an article over on the uh, Power Press podcast. That's the official Blueberry Power Press podcast. I've been known to host that a time or two, uh, but uh, this was just a blog post. There's a link in the show notes, but it's the newest one. If it's anywhere near November 3rd, uh, 2014, just go over to powerpresspodcast.com. Or if you're using PowerPress on your WordPress dashboard, I think it'll just show right up there. Uh, Usually Todd's face is there in in a video, but uh, in place of that, you might see this blog post called Beware of Scammers. And uh, the lawyer, uh, lawyer, uh, our lawyer for Blueberry... Barry Cantz, and also the host of the uh, the uh, Home Travel, what is it? I forget what it is, he does a, a show about <laughs> about being a travel agent, the Home Travel Agent show, I think, or, geez, I don't know, it's been a while since he's done one, it's been a while since I've listened to it, so, but anyway, he's the, uh, he's part owner and, uh, and uh, the corporate attorney for Blueberry, Raw Voice, and he wrote a whole spiel about, uh, he read the terms of service of this unmentioned service that's coming out. And uh, he had lots to talk about that, but it's called Beware of Scammers. Or no, it's called <laughs> called Be- Podcasters Beware. But I called it Beware of Scammers. But go check that out over at uh, powerpresspodcast.com. So... Let's see. I got a couple of questions, or I get a couple of questions about the same thing, and they seem to bunch up. And lately it's been podcast statistics and alternative podcast service. And I think we covered a little bit of this a little before in the show here, but uh, here's a direct question I've got several times now. It says, can I track stats in SoundCloud's beta podcasting service using a third-party stat service? And uh, really the third-party stat service would be there. Blueberry or PodTrack? Uh, I think Blueberry is better, but I'm biased. And uh, the answer now is yes. Believe it or not. In SoundCloud's beta podcasting service, which I do not recommend for various reasons, I don't recommend you use SoundCloud as your primary podcast host. It's okay to use them as a second point of presence, and uh, they do have kind of a cool player, you know, whatever. But you can now use SoundCloud... Or you can use Blueberry and Podtrack statistics in SoundCloud, and I have a link there to the instructions on how to do that. If you're you're still using uh, SoundCloud, or if you're using SoundCloud as your secondary point of presence, uh, there's a way to stick the uh, Blueberry redirect or the Podtrack redirect or both of them in in SoundCloud. So it should be interesting to see uh, how many people do that. But then uh, I get another got another question. I get this one. Fairly often. Oh, what about adding third party stats to Squarespace? Now, Squarespace says that you can podcast right on their hosting platform. And, you know, of course, they've got their own uh, proprietary CMS, you know, kind of like WordPress. And it's very easy, I guess. I haven't played with it in a long time, but it's pretty easy to make a pretty nice looking website and a blog and, and a podcast. Problem with the podcast is you're locked into their feed, and the other thing is you can't put a stats redirect. You can use their stats, their stats are just web stats, and they're very inflated. You know we talked about inflated stats. If you give these very inflated stats from from uh, Squarespace to your advertiser, and they're paying for a thousand, and you give them a hundred, they're not going to like it, and they're going to think that podcasts stink. So, uh, you know, just beware, you know, web stats are very inflated. It's, you know, it's like if you got Google uh, Analytics and you track your <laughs> track your MP3 files with analytics, you're going to go, wow, look at all these people that are listening to my podcast. And then you go over and look at your Blueberry stats, you're going to say, well, wow, this is kind of lame, you know, <laughs> compared. But it's because, you know, every time, you know, especially if, you know, you're, they're streaming it, you know, it hits that file Fifty hundred times, well, click every time it hits it, it clicks up one notch. Well, on Blueberry it doesn't do that, or even PodTrack it doesn't do that, or if you're on Libsyn and Libsyn stats don't do that, you know. So one play in the player is one download registered in your stats, which is accurate. So anyway, so you can't do that on Squarespace, and of course the obligatory, obligatory, what about adding? third-party stats to Blog Talk Radio, or TalkShoe, Podbean, or any other service where you don't own the RSS feed. <laughs> no, you cannot do that either. Unless you didn't let them give your feed to iTunes. Or give their feed to iTunes, I should say. You know, like on, uh, if, you're, if you're on Blog Talk Radio, there is a way that you can own your own feed with them, and that'd be, you know, start your own WordPress site, install PowerPress, take the link from Blog Talk Radio, put it in the podcast episode box, verify it, you can use Blueberry Stats, and and you're not going to catch the stats that, you know, are played on Blog Talk Radio itself, but you'll catch most, and so yes, you can do that, but most people don't, because they use Blog Talk Radio or TalkShoe, because it's easy. Or Podbean. Uh, Podbean, you know, you can do Podbean a whole lot of different ways. And uh, I don't really trust them, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not the worst. Not the best, but not the worst. The best, of course, is Blueberry. And if you want to sign up for Blueberry hosting, you gotta, what about that for a commercial? <laughs> if you want to sign up for Blueberry hosting, use the promo code NOBS. No BS. N O B S at checkout and you get a free month at any level or a free month of podcast premium statistics and, uh, need help setting that up. Uh, use the contact form over there and, uh, one of us will send you over good instructions if you can't find them yourself. And one more thing I wanted to talk about before uh, I close this out is, uh, Blueberry PowerPress 6.0 is almost out. It's not out yet. And I gotta scroll back because I kind of got it out of order in my show notes. But uh, if you check out podcasthelpdesk.com, the website for this podcast, if you're not already there, look at how PowerPress 6 will change your website if you want it to. Uh, I've been testing PowerPress 6 beta. I'm on beta 2. And uh check out that subscribe page. If you uh, click on uh, the below the player there, you, you'll see now there's subscribe via iTunes, subscribe via RSS and other subscribe options. Click that and you go to the WordPress generated uh, subscribe, subscribe page. And what's nice about that is you uh, can uh, edit that, do whatever you want with it. It makes a pretty nice page and, uh, Makes the buttons easy to hit on uh, mobile devices, and it, it's really cool. You know, if you and most of the time, if you just hit the generic RSS one, it'll pick up. Uh, you know, if you're on an Android phone, and you got Downcast or or uh, or what's that? Beyond Pod, and I don't know there's a few others. You click that, it'll automatically open that. And say, hey, do you want to subscribe yet? Yes, boom! It makes it real easy for your users to subscribe. So. Uh, anyway check that out uh, got a direct quote from Angelo who's the guy who uh, writes power press he said power press 6 should be out soon <laughs> that's his direct quote don't don't quote me on that anyway <laughs> so hopefully in the next uh, month or so we should have the uh, the final version of it out in the wild and uh, you can enjoy all the new benefits also we've got a subscribe sidebar you notice the new buttons on the sidebar there it's kind of Kind of neat. But uh, anyway, if you'd like to get on on the uh, beta, you can email me, podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com or mike at rawvoice.com works, and just tell me you want to be on the uh, beta program for PowerPress, and I'll put you on the list. So when a new version comes out, we'll email you with a link to it, and you can try it out. It's not for the faint of heart, and it is beta software, so so be careful that way. So, anyway, if you like this podcast, please subscribe using your podcast app of choice or go to my new subscribe page at PodcastHelpDesk.com slash subscribe. If you subscribe, you get the episodes every time I put them out, and you don't have to do anything but press play. If you'd like to support Podcast Help Desk and me, visit my sponsors listed in the lower sidebar... sidebar, sidebar. <laughs> Podcasthelpdesk.com Way at the bottom there. I've got uh, a link to Amazon. If you're uh, going to buy something at Amazon anyway, click that first. And then go buy whatever you're going to buy and I'll get a little cut of that. It doesn't cost you anymore. It helps me out a lot. Uh, if you don't have a website yet or on one of these services I'm telling you to get off of and want to build your own website, I've got a Bluehost link there and uh, that helps me out a lot if you do that email me and uh, i'll give you an hour of free consulting to uh, help you uh, get uh, going it's a, it's a pretty good deal for you and a pretty good deal for me over at bluehost and uh, anyway catch you uh, guys later and i am going to play the outro starting now if you have questions about podcasting how it works how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag PodcastHelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.